Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. You're listening to a special following on podcast with me, Neil Manthorpe, as me and my regular co-host, Steve Harmison, uh, have a chat with SA20 Commissioner and Pro Tears legend, Graham Smith. Over the next 20 minutes, we'll reflect on the success of that first season, their plans to make the second season even better, and address the elephant in the room, the competition clashing with South Africa's Test Tour of New Zealand, for which the country's best players will be unavailable. For more content like this, you can subscribe to the following on podcast. But for now, here's Harmy and me in conversation with Graham Smith. I'm delighted to say, as promised at the top of the show, we're joined now by former South African captain and now SA20 commissioner, which is a title I think he's still coming to terms with. It sounds very grand. But Graham, thank you very much indeed for your time. have to say that, uh, that the first edition of the SA20 from what I can tell, exceeded all expectations. I mean, uh, the word was that it would take three to five years before it made money, and it made money in the first year. Yeah, I mean, commercially, uh, we were very fortunate that uh, we were able to progress really well in a short space of time. The kind of, when we were building the, the model, uh, we built it off the local broadcast deal. Obviously, you always want to make a success in your own country first, uh, and the, the backing of Supersport and the multi-choice group was key to be able to sort of take a model forward to attract private investors, and you know, once we had done that and handed that over to Deloitte, then to end up with the six franchises we did really does set a, a really strong base uh, for you and our model. And in year one, we focused largely on our, our media rights, uh, you know, in the short space of time. It was about closing down media rights. I think we we're very fortunate, you know, that our key markets like Sky and then in India with, you know, Viacom and Geo Cinema, we were able to land direct uh, media rights deals. Then obviously with Supersports, we had a really strong base to, to build uh, SA20. I think obviously everyone always focuses on the money aspect of franchise league and salaries of players and, 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 and the commercial side. But I think for us, 
the challenge was always how we could revive cricket in South Africa. I think after a number of years of sort of negative uh, press, bad administration, the team probably not performing at the level that we all had expected was how we could bring a fan back into the stadiums and create that, that vibe for cricket. And I think, you know, outside the commercial success, that for us with the cricket was, uh, I guess, the number one achievement in season one. You talk about the success you had in, in season one. Where does uh, season two and what does that look like and the challenges that is to, to sort of go one step better and where do you take it to the next level and how do you take it to the next level? Yeah, look, I think in some, some ways consistency is key, but, you know, we've, we've had a bit more time to kind of solve some of the, the, the things that we wanted to solve going to season two. So, you know, a more dynamic digital approach, you know, how can we work on ticketing uh, and improve that? Which is still an ongoing challenge. I mean, some uh, some of our systems haven't progressed in a long time, so we, we're trying to make everything a lot easier and more user friendly for our fans to engage with with the game of cricket. But I mean, you know, at at the core, we will always be a cricket product, even though we, we're very focused on fan engagement and making sure, like anyone coming to the stadium, has an incredible experience and and through broadcast. But you know, I think now that the teams are closed off, we, we're very happy with the quality of players, both local and international. I think from a league perspective, our objective is to try and have the closest possible league and most competitive league. So, you know, we don't really want one team running away with it. If we can keep, you know, an equally, uh, you know, um, competitive, that is success for us. I think also, you know, the, the unique standout for us, and you have it in England as well, is that each each kind of pitch has different uh, challenges. You know, each stadium has its unique mm. uh, experiences uh, and, and and each fan, you know, really got behind their team in season one. So those are the kind of things that we want to see grow. Uh, Graham, it was amazing to see South Africa stadiums full. You know, it was the first time in 15, almost 20 years in some cases. It was a real sort of stress test. I thought some of the stadiums might break. They hadn't been, <laughs> hadn't been full for so long. But can the SA20 become the second biggest league behind the IPL. I mean you've got I mean the challenge from the ILT the ILT20 in the UAE is pretty significant. They they they're just taking 10 players per franchise. Yeah, certainly on the player front that is that is a that is a challenge, you know. I think where the mindset is entirely different and it's the same with I guess the 100 or the vitality loss or you know big bash is that you know, we, we we are directly looking to strengthen and impact South African cricket. You know, out of our 11 players, there's a minimum of, well, sorry, a maximum of four international players per team. You know, so you know, seven or eight South Africans can play in every 11. You know, the squads are majority South Africans. So, you know, on the cream level, we really are trying to, to make sure that 70, 80 players, now we've introduced the rookie get put on the international stage, get exposed to the best practice every year of coaching, medical, fitness, you know, obviously then, you know, this direct increased uh, salary spent to our players and obviously protects South African cricket from free agency as well. We, we believe that those, you know, that investment will, will help keep our best players hopefully in the game uh, for longer. Um, I, I do believe that if we didn't have SA20 last year, we would have lost an immense amount of local cricketers to RLT. Um, so I think that that's where the, the sort of major difference is. I mean, it is a challenge. Um, we truly believe, you know, we've set those goals uh, and we truly believe that we would like, you know, we have the ability to achieve them you know, with the type of partners that we've attracted. You know, it's about working hard and, and setting those goals and then putting a team together that wants to get there, you know. And, uh, you know, I think if the cricket can stack up um, and we can keep attracting the fans uh, into the stadiums for great experiences, 
then there's absolutely no reason why we can't uh, we can't grow. And, and Graham, there's a obviously there's a cricket World Cup going on at this moment in time. We've seen we've seen South Africa play Australia and go well against Australia leading into this tournament. How important is that SA twenty going into that into the sort of making South African cricket better? Because you've seen a marked improvement in such a short space of time. Is that the is that the goal as well of of this league to make sure that when we come to, when South Africa come to major tournaments, you've been obviously front and centre as captain for a lot of that. You are challenging. You are at the top. You are semi-final knockout and potentially going on to win it. Yeah, homie, I mean, I don't think SA20 can do it alone. You know, I think, you know, Cricket South Africa will still have to do their job well with their, with their formats and their, you know, their uh, cricket structures and their, their excellent structures. But what we want to do is we want to keep exposing a top tier of talent to the pressures of, you know, uh, these type of tournaments. And I, I think exposing and growing the amount of players we can select from as well is, is key. You know, I think, you know, for South Africa, this World Cup playing open cards, you're going to need six or seven of their top players to have outstanding tournaments for them to be hugely successful. You know, I think the depth of squad is probably the area, you know, that, that, that they need to work on. Um, you know, last year, some of the young talent that got picked, you know, you, in the first week, they were, you know, some of the stuff we received was that they'd never played in front of crowds. You know, they'd, they'd never been exposed to full houses. Uh, and the pressures of, you know, the amount of cameras that watch an international game, the 80%, 20 100% full stadiums, you know, the pressure of performing, you know, suddenly you're also exposed to the type of player that you're going to come up against at international level. I mean, you know, you're bowling to a butler, you're facing an archer, um, a Rashid Khan, and you've got to perform, you know. And and also with that, the top South African talent is there as well. So I think that if we can, you know, keep exposing our top 70, 80 players to that every year, um, plus the type of thinking that, that comes with it, then I think we definitely are going to play our role in strengthening South African cricket across the board. But... I think the point here is that we would still require a cricket South Africa to deliver on their side or on their on their programs. Graham, I bet you didn't know that there were twenty three South African born players at uh, the current World Cup that's going on. Um, and if you add the coaching staff and the various teams, um, then you've got two squads. Now, there's like thirty South Africans um, at the World Cup. So does the SA twenty stop South Africans leaving South African cricketers leaving the country? Bear in mind that. We've always been a net exporter of, of cricket talent, but <laughs> will the SA20 incentivize the young players to stay here? You know, I think even in my playing days, it's something that you just have to come to terms with, I guess. I mean, there was largely Colpac. I think what we would like to create is that youngsters today cross the board see a future in the game with the SA20 there, that there's... You know, obviously playing for your country is a huge element of that. We want to make sure that that remains the number one priority for youngsters is to, to play for the Proteas. I mean, that for us at SA20, to see a strong Proteas team benefits South African cricket immense. You know, we've seen that over the years. But that youngsters today can look and say, well, at SA20, I've got a real opportunity to build a really big career uh, opportunity as well. You know, uh, I mean, I guess... These days, the world game offers a lot of different opportunities to, to youngsters and, and how they view it. But, you know, with SA20 now, I think that the landscape would have been a lot worse if SA20 wasn't around, man, to, to answer your question. 
And and Graham, you know, you're not obviously you're not part of the fixture schedule from ICC and everything like that goes with it. There is a, an elephant in the room. Is it a case of the SA twenty has a long term positive effect on South African cricket? And some sometimes there's some you know short term bumps in the road and there's one of them bumps in the road New Zealand tour that is around a similar time. Yeah, look, I, I mean, I find myself in a difficult place around the New Zealand tour and, you know, wanting to protect the game. I mean, at the MCC Cricket Committee, we spent hours debating the future of Test cricket as well, you know, and how we, and trying to explain to the top nations, I guess, also the pressures that are on the lower tier nations and why the decisions get made. But, you know, from an SA20 perspective, it's a balancing act because my job is to deliver excellence there to make sure this tournament works and uh, there are agreements in place and, you know, we have to work alongside Cricket South Africa. Uh, you know, sometimes the decisions that, that, that are made there are, are tough, you know, and uh, not ideal and uh, we've just got to keep working together to try and make sure that we can streamline and communicate well and make sure that uh, into the future we, we manage these, these challenges better. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including... England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. And as a former South Africa great captain, what are you expecting of the, the current World Cup coming up? Do you expect South Africa to have a real chance of, of making the top four and, and potentially want to be one of the teams that challenges India for the tournament? Listen, my heart, definitely. Uh, my cricketing brain like has some doubts. Uh, as I said, you know, I think there's some really outstanding cricketers in that squad and they're going to have to play out of their socks throughout the tournament. The challenge is that a long tournament in India with all the different grounds and stadiums, you need to have a squad of players that can contribute. Um, you know, you, it's going to be very difficult to rely on a handful of players to, to get you through. 
And there's always an element of, of luck required. But to my heart is yes. I, I think, you know, I was just thinking about the build-up of chatting to someone yesterday. I mean, in South Africa, this World Cup is so low-key at the moment. It's it's under the radar. No one's even talking about it, you know, from a marketing, commercial, you know, cricket perspective. It's actually disappointing that there's not enough uh, hype around the team. But in some ways, maybe... You know, it just allows the guys to go and play and, and do their thing and, and, and hopefully find their feet on, on that side. I think what South African cricket needs there, Army, is that just to talk, those players need to focus on their cricket, you know, have strong, hard cricket conversations, you know, and, and focus on that for the next couple of months. Uh, and uh, maybe there can be one of those uh, lovely storylines that we can uh, make a documentary about in a few weeks' time, you know. To be fair, though, Graham, I think India forgot about the first game as well. The tournament only starts when India, India play their first game and then we'll we'll see where we get to. But I couldn't stop <laughs> laughing yesterday. I remember I, I, I told a story last night on our following on about the, um, the the opening ceremony in 2002, I think it was. When we were we were in the stadium and they had the opening ceremony and the lights it was kept down and the lights were going and I think Nelson Mandela was there as well and I, World Cups I don't know about you but World Cups that seemed to be different to do you think the the actual cricket change in landscape of franchise tournament has possibly had an effect on this World Cup the build up to it it's hard to know I mean like. Uh... For us in South Africa, I mean, obviously there's huge hype around the Rugby World Cup uh, and yeah. our team hugely successful, defending champions, you know, and the Cricket World Cup. I mean, our, our team hasn't been at its best for a long time. And I think that cricket in general has had a, a, a pretty sort of negative sentiment around it in South Africa, which we're obviously working very hard to change. Um, and I think that, that because of that, you know, the Cricket World Cup has gone under the radar. I, so I think everywhere will have different challenges. I mean, I, I'm not over the detail of the World Cup and the, you know, what's happening from an organising perspective. But, you know, hopefully it will pick up and it will really sort of build in the hut. Uh, I mean, we expect the subcontinent, the cricket mad, um, that that will pick up. Uh, obviously, they're hugely uh, India fan-focused uh, there. Um, so, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that one day cricket outside the World Cups has got a challenge. Uh, I think that, you know, in this busy landscape, something's got to give, you know, bilateral cricket is a challenge. You know, I don't think it's as easy to sell these days as what it has been for home boards. The context around the type of tours that you're having, I think everyone's just fighting for, you know, to play the top three nations to get better broadcast deals, some sponsors, some whatever. That's also not sustainable. Um, And, you know, South Africa hosting 27, and that's a huge moment for, for South African cricket. They haven't hosted a tournament, I think, since 07. So there's a lot being pinned on 27 still being, you know, a, a strong, strong uh, tournament. You know, uh, so I, I don't know. I, I, I think there's some big challenges around one-day cricket uh, and how you, you keep it strong in between World Cups. Um, and I think everyone's kind of relying on this World Cup to set the standard. Uh, so, you know, you want to see full hours, you want to see great cricket, and you want to see important storylines come out to then protect this this game. I mean, there's still two more. I think there's still two more TV rights deals that are done for 27 and 31 back in India. So it will be interesting to see how that moves over the next period. 30 seconds, Graham, if I could. Just your reflections sure. on New Zealand. Do you have a sense of irony that uh, for the last 12 years they've been 
Yeah, they they win every fair play award going, and uh, they they're known as the gentlemen of the game, and they're everybody's favourite second team. And uh, they gave England, of course, a good shellacking in the opening game. You look back at 2011 when they beat you in the quarterfinal in Dakar, when they all put their nasty boy hats on and bullied you out of the tournament. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't only that. I think it was. If I think back to that game, it was incredible skill as well. I mean, they. You know, we were cruising and they got that ball reverse swinging uh, and incredible effort to get the ball reverse swinging both ways like they did. And, you know, when you're in the subcontinent and you get under pressure like that against a reverse swinging ball, it's so difficult to yeah. kind of keep the momentum going. And then obviously a quarterfinal, you know, they, they, they had the bits between their teeth and, and they played that big moment better than us um, right there. And uh, that's where they, they're so good. They, they punched above their weight key moments have beaten teams right along the way. And I don't I don't think they can be seen as underdogs anymore. I, I think this narrative that they are is rubbish. I think they've they've now performed so consistently well. I mean World Cup finalists last year lost by you know a small margin. They they're no longer underdogs. They know how to win. And uh, that in World Cups is the most important ingredient that that you require. Graham Smith, thank you so much for your time. Very best of luck with the second season of the SH20. Always good. Hobby, enjoy your beer. Our thanks to both Graham Smith and the SA20 for organising this interview. Harmy and I will be back next Monday for the Cricket Collective. But for now, this has been a special edition of Following On. The Following On podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 